Hey everyone, let's talk about the Suns and the Lakers. They just played game six, the Suns pretty much controlled the game. It got interesting for a little bit, but never, like the Lakers just, every time it got interesting, the Lakers just made one or two mistakes and that really cost them the game. Uh, The Suns though, Devin Booker that first quarter, he made I think six threes. Which was actually funny because the game right before, which I'm going to get to later, Devin Booker set, or tied the record for most threes in a quarter. I think he made six. I think only Antoine Walker and uh, Michael Porter Jr., who did it the game before, which is kind of funny, uh, are the only ones to make six threes in one quarter. So, like, he was on it. I think he scored 22 points. The Suns scored 36 and the Lakers scored 14 fucking points. That's all they scored. They scored 14 points. In a league where, you know, we saw Denver and Portland get up to like 150, 140. Like, the Lakers scored 14 American NBA basketball points. That's what they did. If they, did, if they scored 24, this game's like right down to the wire. Um, but no, they scored. I, th- I thought they played hard. I'll say that. Like, for the first quarter didn't look like it the second quarter it did look like like after the middle of the second quarter it looked like they played really hard all the way until maybe like that two three minutes left in the fourth maybe two minutes left three minutes left in the fourth i think that's when it got out of hand and like you could see all like everyone you know not quitting i guess but like giving up i guess giving up i guess is the nicer way to say even though that's the same thing as quitting the, you know, I've talked about this with the Suns before. Like, they don't turn the ball over. You have to beat this team. They're not going to let you beat them. Um, there's a lot of talking. You know, CP doing, like, the LeBron post-up thing near the end. Uh, Crowder doing the salsa dancing. Um, a lot of talking. Like I said, like this te- these both teams talk a lot out there. And you could hear it. You know, there's a lot of fuck you, fuck you. You know, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Shit like that. It was uh, a lot of talking out there. It was very fun. I liked it. Um, you know, Devin Booker, 47 points, I believe. Every time they needed a bucket, they went to him and he got it. Him and Chris Paul, like I said, they can go to that mid-range anytime they want. It really, you you have to play, like, superior defense for it to, like, really matter. Or else it's, like, a 45 to 50% chance that that shot is going in. And tonight it was mostly... You know, above, it, it kept hitting, like, the 50% in in on the Devin Booker ones, for sure. And the three-point shooting, like, that was interesting because Devin wasn't shooting it that well for the series, and you knew he was, going, he was due for, like, this type of game, and he had it. You know, Chris Paul really couldn't do much, so he was like, okay, we're just going to keep running this exact same play for Devin. Devin, you do do something. And he did, constantly. Um... You know, Crowder made some threes. Mikel made some threes. Cam Johnson made some big threes. The Lakers had like two, three flagrant. I think it was maybe, I don't remember exactly. I know, I guess it was a couple, like maybe two flagrant fouls. That was huge. Um, You know, it got down to maybe 11. Wesley gets a three in the corner. But it was a bad shot. I don't know why he took it. He should have passed it out. So that was a bad one. Then it got to, I think, 11 or 12 again. And Chris Paul drove to the paint and tail in. 
he makes an awful mistake. He helps one pass away, wide open three for Mikel. Everyone's looking at Taylor like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And they were right to do so. Like, he, that was a terrible decision by him. So every time, like, they got a little bit closer, like, the Suns were like, no, nah, actually, we are this fucking good. Like, we have two closers. And, you know, they closed out the game. That's what they did. Um, so, you know, good for them. Uh, AD tried playing. He couldn't. He probably shouldn't have played anyways. Um, I don't think he re-aggravated his injury, so that's good. Like, all the Lakers need to do this offseason is get some shooting, man. Like, you can't go in. Like, you can't, I don't think Dennis Schroeder should be their starting point guard. Like, I've been saying this since I first started this podcast. I think this was going to cost them, and it did. Because now, because, okay, let's just compare it to last year. Last year, they had LeBron. 35, 36, 37% three-point shooter. Danny Green, good three-point shooter. KCP, good three-point shooter. Then they had AD and the big. This year, they had uh, LeBron out there and KCP out there. That's only two guys that can make threes. Only two, because Dennis can't make threes. And the thing with Dennis is, even though I think last year he shot like 38, 39%, this year he improved year, not year, uh, monthly. He improved his three-point shooting monthly thing is he can't catch and shoot his jump shot's way too slow if he wants to really play with lebron it has to be a he has to be a much quicker three-point shooter and uh you know he isos too much like when he gets the mismatch i think he has to do more pick and roll stuff him and lebron pick and roll that did work they should have like spammed that the entire game um they have a lot of decisions to make i don't think andre Drummond should be back. Kuzma shouldn't be back. They need some shooting, like a player. Like, they tried that with Wesley Matthews. They thought he could be the Danny Green role. but And Wesley, for most of his career, was like 39 40% three-point shooter. And last year, he shot 36%, which was still respectable. And this year, he shot way worse than that. So you can tell Wesley is just kind of losing it, even though he played very hard tonight. He's a competitor. You know, he tried his best tonight. Um... I think the Lakers really did fight hard. It's just like the Suns had too much uh, talent and their lead was too big. Um, and Devin was too good tonight. Uh, what what else? LeBron looked okay. He didn't look great. Like, I thought at times he gave up. At times I thought he was playing extremely hard. Uh, I thought he truly gave up at the end, though, when it was like two minutes left, 15-point game. And that's when it was like, all right, it's time to like fully give up. You know, I I think he got he got fouled on a layup. They didn't call it, which would have made it I think maybe eleven points, maybe eleven I think, maybe eleven or nine. I can't remember. And that's when he like really get. He's like, all right, fuck. Now it's two minutes left. I can't really do anything because they just like did that. And you know, I think they made a three after that. But I think this team just needs one more shooter and go back to. Like a shooter that can actually play defense. That's what they need out there. And I I liked their moves last year. I just didn't I I just didn't like that Dennis wanted to be a starter. As soon as I heard that I was like, fuck. I I legit was like, fuck, he wants to be a starter. That's gonna be a problem. And um Drummond, I don't think he should be on the tra- team. I think they need to package something like they need to do something where they can have a a guy as a starter or off the bench that can close games, that can shoot. If they don't get that, I'm not sure how much I like this team. Even though I do like them for next season, 
if everyone's healthy. If LeBron and AD are healthy, like they're they're up there with anyone to win the championship. But I would like them more if they had one more reliable shooter, like a forty percent good defensive player. And uh, yeah, that's what they need. The positives for the Lakers so far, though, however, is LeBron and Anthony Davis missed thirty plus thirty plus games each. And they were still the number one defense in the league. Number one defense in the league. That's a great building block even for next year. You know what I mean? So, like, number one defense, LeBron healthy, Anthony Davis healthy. You get one more shooter in there. KCP was injured, too. He gets healthy. And you're going to next season and ready to compete. You know, um, maybe Taylor gets a little better. Maybe Schroeder actually works on his three-point shooting. Maybe, you know, you pick up another shooter and, uh, yeah, you, you know, you go from there. I think that's that's all you need. Maybe you package tail lane, Kuzma, sign and trade Dennis for, like, a third guy, not like a superstar star or, like, an all-star caliber player. You know what I mean? Maybe you do that. I'm, I'm not sure. But, like, you have LeBron, AD, Frank Vogel, number one defense. You're going to be in good hands for next year. All right, let's talk about who the Suns are going to face because – Nikola Jokic is a beast. He's like I made that list a while. I made that podcast a while ago where I said, if you go throughout history, he's gonna beat out maybe ten. I think I've probably got to like ten MVPs that he's gonna be better than all time. He's that fucking good. He's unstoppable. He posts up. He makes contested jump shots, contested threes. He can pass it. He closes games. Like he he's a big man that can actually like close games because. He can handle the ball. He can make jump shots, free throws, good decisions from the post. He's a great passer. So, like, he really does have it all. Um, this game, like, I was looking at some numbers from just the playoffs. Actually, this series in particular. And it was that they were not turning the ball over at all. Like, Portland was the best at not turning the ball over in the entire league. And for the series... Denver and Portland were turning turning the ball over like less than 11 times a game. And then I went and looked at every other series and everyone was playing a clean game. Every single team was playing a clean game except for the Lakers. The Lakers were dead last. They they were like way above everyone else in terms of turnovers. Um but every other team like has played clean games. Like really clean games like only 10 to like 12 turnovers a game so you know the the Nuggets did that again tonight but the Blazers they had like 16 17 turnovers you know that really hurt them especially down the stretch like they kept losing the ball um Dame on one of his I think I can't remember how long it was in the fourth maybe it was like eight nine minutes left it was a loose ball and Austin Rivers just ran him over just ran him over didn't get called or anything. And you could see after that, Dame was, like, pointing to, like, okay, now, CJ, you run it, you run it. Uh, Norman, you run it. You know, so I'm not sure what CJ's stats were. I mean, Dame's stats were after that, but that definitely seemed significant. And I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not saying he was concussed, but he definitely looked rattled after that one. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had a huge game. Uh, he didn't close up the game, though, because I guess defensively they didn't think he was bringing it. But, you know, I think he had 22 in the first quarter. He's a, he, Like I said, 
Devin Booker made the six threes. The person who made the six threes before him was Michael Porter Jr. He made six straight threes, I think, in the first quarter. And, you know, he was just on fire. He didn't have a good second half, though. Uh, defensively, he wasn't that great, and offensively, he just wasn't making shots. Uh, but Jokic in the first half only had nine points, and then he finished with, like, 36. Insane. That dude's a monster. It was interesting, though. He got his second foul, but then he was still aggressive on defense. I was like... And he got away with a foul, too, so he got lucky on that. But he had a second foul, and he just kept being aggressive on defense. I was like, okay, that's not how you would think it would play out. But it did. And uh, they advanced. They're going to go face the Suns now. I'm not sure exactly when game one is. I think it's... So today is Thursday. Well, it's Friday now. I don't think they can play... Yeah, they're not going to play Saturday. So I think the earliest is probably Sunday. My guess is Sunday or Monday is probably the earliest they're going to play. Uh, you know, I'll have a preview of that and my prediction tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Clippers and the Mavericks that can finish tomorrow as well. So I can do a full second round prediction. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was just the LeBron leaving the floor. I've never had a problem with that. Like people are built different. Like if he doesn't want to do it, like it's never offended me or anything like that. So I don't really care about that. People are like, oh, you know, Jordan would never do that. This player would never do that. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I have, I don't care. They're different people. They're going to do it differently, whatever. It's no big deal. And, you know, LeBron, after the game, did uh, meet up with Devin Booker. And, like, he gave him a like, signed jersey. And, like, they talked about it. And, you know, in the press conference, LeBron was like, yo, Booker's amazing. The Suns are amazing. They were better than us. And, like, you know, him and Chris Paul, like, Chris Paul knows how he feels about him. Devin Booker knows how LeBron feels about him. Like, the like Monty knows how he feels about him. So, like, I don't think he has to do it. And I'm pretty sure he will do it. Like, he did it with Booker already. I'm sure he's going to do it with CP and Monty and, like, other players on that team. So, <clears throat> so I, I don't, I've never had a problem with, like, the sportsmanship thing. Like, that's not me. Like, I, I never take things that personally. And I don't really... When I, when I did play basketball, like, I did talk shit, but it was never, it never got to the point of, like, resentment out there and, like, actual hatred. So it was never, and it was never a big issue for me. Like, even though, even though I was, like, ultra competitive, I could, and I, I, I might get salty after the game if something, like, if we lost or something, but I was never, like, take it seriously or to, like, heart. But I understand that some people can be like that. And I, I honestly don't have a problem with it. I don't see it as like, um, this is why LeBron's not the GOAT. Like, I don't, like, it doesn't matter to me one bit. And I'm not going to do the whole, like, thing about, oh, LeBron lost in the first round. How are we going to evaluate his legacy? No, none of that is interesting to me. It's all boring stuff that, you know, the media and, you know, people that hate LeBron or love LeBron too much. Like, that's what they like talking about and riling people up. And I, that's never been that interesting to me. You know, losing in the first round doesn't take away four MVPs, four championships, four finals MVPs. What else does he have? Like, 17-time All-Star? 16-time All-NBA? 16, 17-time All-NBA? Like, it, does, it doesn't take any of those things away. So you can't, you can't do anything to hurt your legacy, really when you've already accomplished as much as he has. 
Because what you would essentially be saying is he should have just retired after last year and that's cemented as the second best or first best or third best player of all time. But if he keeps playing and he gets bounced in the first, he doesn't make the finals or this happens, that happens, that is actually worse for him. And that's never made any sense to me. And it, like, it doesn't make any sense. The only reason people talk about it is like idiots like Skip Bayless or I don't know who else like talks about but like Rob Parker is that his name like those type of people like they rile people up they rile the LeBron fans up and like trolls and stuff like that so but that doesn't that doesn't do anything to me so I don't want to I don't even want to like engage in it and I'm just letting you guys know like that's not really the type of stuff I engage in so you know don't expect that from me I guess sometimes I do it jokingly if I don't fully like I, I, I'll just say that sometimes I do it jokingly, but I don't really mean it, mean it. Like, I never push a player down. The only time I would push a player down is if I'm pushing another player up. You know what I mean? It's so like when LeBron passed Kobe. Like, Kobe goes from, like, you know, 10, like, 9 to 10. You know, Duncan goes from, like, 8 to 9, something like that. I never push them down because, like, they lost in the first round or something like that. All right, let's talk about <clears throat> the most important thing of the night which is that hotline blink came on shuffle and i just want to ask drake because i know he's listening of course he's listening he's a big fan of you know sean i forgot my i forgot my podcast title name sean's reasonable extremely reasonable takes yeah i think that's right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna check it i'm pretty sure that's 90 percent right at least uh but the reason i wanted to talk about it is i don't understand why he made this song i really don't get it you know it's a song full of just thoughts that you want to avoid it's a song full of thoughts that you know you overstimulate yourself by doing 10 different things so you don't have to think about it but no drake was like nah i gotta talk about this you fucking someone else you don't call my phone anymore yeah because she fucking someone else You, you know why she's not calling your phone anymore you know she doesn't need to cling on to you anymore you know she's good without you and um you know i just wanted to do like a little breakdown like i used to do about this song so it starts off with you know ever since i left the city you know you got a reputation for yourself now and okay and she can't do her own shit like why like why do you care about that she can't she gotta just be like your thing she gotta be like oh yeah that's drake's girl she can't, like, just be her own thing. Like, I don't understand. What's the big deal of her doing her own shit? And, you know, he doesn't really care about, like, her. He's just mad that, you know, she doesn't hit him up anymore. You know, that's why he said, you know, everyone knows it. And I feel left out. You know, he matched doing all this and ignoring him. And now he just kind of, like, scroll through his IG and see her. And he probably thought, you know, she'd just always be there for him no matter what and now you know she got champagne on the dance floor you know she's hanging with some girls he's not he's never even seen before these are like new girls he doesn't like he's seen her old friends he's seen the girls with like the glasses you know not i don't want to say not bad bitches because like they could also be bad bitches like just bad bitches not wearing bad bitches clothing but now now she's hanging out with some girls that some women that also wear bad bitch clothing and which is that 
which is very little clothing. And, you know, my only thing with that is, like, so she can't live the good life? Is that what you're saying, Drake? She can't make new friends? She can't have a hot girl summer? You got to know every single one of her friends? Do you introduce her to all of yours? Do you stay at the crib doing nothing when you're not with her? So you want her to not be out on the dance floor, not be hanging out with all these women. But do you do that? Probably not, right? So a little hypocritical there, Drake. And then he's like, you know, you and me, you know, we just don't get along. All right, then leave her alone. What the fuck are you doing? She's making it clear she's moved on to other things. You know, she's got her own identity, her own reputation, like you said. And you're a grown-ass man. You're a rapper. You're rich as fuck. Upset because a woman don't want you. And that's how you know rappers are, like, regular as hell, too. You know, they, they be getting upset, like... They be getting upset when someone... They were leading... I don't want to say... Maybe leading on is probably the right way to say it. Like, someone that they always thought would be there. But, like, then they start doing their own shit, too. And now you're like, okay, so... I lost the people that I was with, but now I can't go back to her either because she's doing her own shit because she realized, okay, other people want me too. And, you know, Drake's like, fuck, now I got nothing. You know, I thought you would always be there. Now you're not. But not in like a loyalty type way, but this this is definitely different than that. And then Drake's like, you know, going places you don't belong. How do you know that? How do you know where she belongs, Drake? Why don't you tell us where she belongs? Which, you know, he actually does t- he actually does tell us where she belongs. Um, he's like, you know, got exactly what you asked for. Running out of pages in your passport. Yeah, you goddamn right she is. It's a bad bitch right there, like I said. She's doing bad bitch shit. Leave her alone. And then he gets to the absolute best. And also the worst part. You know, he goes into the, uh, I don't know, I forgot what it's called. The bridge, the chorus, I don't know, it's not the chorus. What the fuck is it called? Let me check real quick. What's that part called? The bridge, yeah, the bridge. You know, he's like, these days, all I'm doing is wondering if you're bending over backwards for someone else. Are you getting nasty for someone else? And to that I say, are these things you really want to know, Drake? Why are you asking this? Why are you doing this to yourself? Like, why are you doing this, you know, masochist type shit? I don't get it. Of course she's getting nasty for someone else. You think you're the only one that wanted her? Do you think you're the only one that she wanted? No. There, there were people waiting on your ass to leave the city so they could slide in. And when you left, she was like, okay, now I, like, you're not the only fucking guy out there. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, he's like, you don't need no one else. You were gone, bro. Maybe she didn't need someone else. What are you talking about? You're the one that left the city. And this this one, this one actually, like, I heard it and I laughed for maybe five straight minutes. I was going to say, like, 20, but, like, nah, I've never laughed for 20 straight minutes. Like, it was, like, a good five-minute laughter where I was, like, patting down, like, the table and shit. He goes... I, he's, it sounded like a m- drunk message, like a drunk voicemail, you know, where he's crying and shit. He's like, you know, why are you never alone? Why you always got this woman around you? Why, why are you always doing things? 
Why are you always touching the road? Why you always got plans? Why, why are you always around these women and these men that I've never seen before? Why can't you just, you know, stay at home? Like, you know, he's telling you where to be. And there, there is something to... There, there's two things to that. One, he's super hurt. He's so hurt. He's so disturbed that she's got a life outside of him. That she's doing things and not just waiting at home by the window, waiting for Drake to come back to the city. But she's like actually being like, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to go enjoy my life. I'm young. I'm going to go do stuff. People want me. I'm hot. I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to go do stuff. And uh, but the other thing also is like there is something to. The idea of like, why are you never alone? Like if she truly is just never alone and always has to do something like there is something to that where it's like, why are you? Why do you always have to overstimulate yourself? Like, what are you hiding from? Like, there might be something, like, there's something to that, but, like, that's not what Drake's going for. Drake's just more upset. Drake's more, like, hurt about the fact that she's never alone. <laughs> that's the funniest shit ever. Like, why are you never alone? Why you always, why you always got to have, like, a bunch of people around you? Why you always got to be in a crowd? Why you always got to be at the club? Why you always got to be at a beach? You know, why you always got to be, you know... Posting Instagram posts of you at the airport. You know, why, why are you, you know, posting pictures of you in tiny bikinis? Like, why? Why are you on jet skis all the time with other people? Why are you on a yacht in Miami? Why are you, on, why are you at a yacht in Dubai? How did you even get there? Why do you always have to be there? And that's the funniest shit ever to me. You know, why, why you always got to be that, around that man? Who is that man? Is that Nav? You're around Nav? You're fucking Nav? And the last thing, the last thing I guess one wanted to talk about was, you know, he said you used to be a good girl. It's like, what, what is a good girl? Like, what, what does that even mean? Because someone goes out, like, they're partying, you know, they're at the club, they're just having fun, living life, they're not a good girl? Like, the fuck does that even mean? You can only be a good girl if, like, you stay at home? Like, you're knitting and shit, you're cooking and shit, that's the only way you can be a good girl? So, like, that was kind of... Like, Drake always has those weird rants. You know, at the end of Dirty Dancing, he also said that, you know, your mama should be ashamed. Shut the fuck up. Talking about your mama should be ashamed of you. Shut up. Um, you know, just be yourself. Like, she is being herself. Like, you, you want her to be the old... You want her to be her old self, you know. You fucked the... Like, what, what was, what's, the, what's the Nikki line? You fucked the old body? That's what you did, bro. You fucked the old body. She's someone else now. Um... But yeah, like, I was just, <laughs> it came on shuffle the other day and I was like, what the fuck? Why are you asking all these questions, Drake? Because I remember the Hotline Bling just being uh, like a pop st- like a pop song and like it had that video where he was dancing in like a cube. And speaking of cubes, can I talk about Dwayne Wade and the cube? That looks like fucking garbage. It looks like every time uh, they do like a cutscene and Dwayne Wade's talking, it sounds like he's being fed lines every time I, that commercial comes on he's like talk to me nice i'm like Shut, stop it please stop it Dwayne wade stop you are not going to be like the next uh michael strahan or you know the rock or something you're not going to be that you're pretty talented but you're not going to be that maybe i may, okay i'm, I'm not gonna hold i'm not gonna say he's not gonna be that he's just not that right now at least it looks very bad but yeah speaking of drake 
it doesn't feel like it's changed with Drake on that part, right? Like, it seems like he's still talking about women's business and occasionally he'll make a song like Nice For What. But then it's also like, bro, have you heard your songs? You're always like, you, you do this. You know, you talk about, oh, you know, Nice For What. Why these women gotta be this or that. But then most of your songs are about like, you know, you're not a good girl if you're doing the shit that you said women should be doing in Nice For What. Like, doesn't really make sense to me. Seems like Drake's playing both sides of the fence. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for today. Basketball and why did you make Hotline Bling Drake? I know you're listening. Please send me an email. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back, bring it back. Now double your money and make a stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one. Niggas like how come? Niggas want my old shit, buy my old album. Niggas stuck on stupid, I gotta keep it moving. Niggas make the same shit, me I make the blueprint. Came in the range, hopped out the Lexus. Every year since, I've been on that next shit. Traded in a gold for the platinum road Lexus. Now a nigga wrist match the status of my records. Used to rock a throwback, ballin' on the corner. Now I rock a telesuit, looking like a owner. No, I'm not a Jonas, brother, I'm a grown up. No, I'm not a virgin, I use my cojones. I move onward, the only direction. Can't be scared to fail, search of affection. Gotta keep it fresh, even when we sexin'. But don't be mad at him when it's on to the next one. Somebody bring me back some money, please. I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Hey, bring it back, bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next.